Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. Now, today's life-changing word. Nobody greater, Lord, nobody greater than you. Hallelujah to your glorious name. Nobody greater than you, Lord. You are God all by yourself. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You are Ed. You are the Alpha. You are the Omega. You are God. You are the sovereign one, the holy one, the righteous one. Nobody greater than you. Not a mother is greater than you. Not a daddy is greater than you. Not a parent, not a teacher, not a lawyer, not a president, not even a president of the United States is greater than you because God, you are God all by yourself. Hallelujah to your glorious name. To your glorious, wonderful, majestic, holy, righteous name, God. Hallelujah. Let's just lift him up. Oh my God. We forget so many things, but let us never forget that it's all about him. It's all about him. It's all about him. Holy Spirit. Yes, welcome into this place. You already here. 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 Set the atmosphere, but you already set it. Fill our hearts, you already did. We welcome you, hallelujah. We welcome you, we praise you, we thank you, hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor because it's all about you. You deserve the glory, you deserve the honor. As we lift our hands in worship and we say, you are great, you are wonderful, God. Hallelujah. When I think about how good he has been to me, when I think about how good he has been to my mother, my father, when I think about how good he has been to my, my, my husband, when I think about how good he has just been to all of us, I just want to shout his name and say, God, be God. Let us not forget that we need you. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter if we have a wonderful job. If you don't got Jesus, you don't got nothing. It doesn't matter if we got a million dollars in the bank. If you don't got Jesus, you just got a million dollars in the bank. Hallelujah. 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 We worship you, God. We worship you, King of Kings. Hallelujah. We worship you today. And we give you all the honor and all the glory. When we, when we just come into the house of the Lord, we should not just come, like Pastor said yesterday, we should expect that not only that he is here, but he is here, and whatever you need, he is here for you. If you need a healing, he is here. If you need a deliverer, he is here. If you need a mommy, he is here. If you need a daddy, he is here. If you need a hug, he is here. So if he's here, then all we have to do is just kneel down and bow down and worship him and recognize that he is the king. Recognize who he is in us. So when we come into the house of the Lord, let us not forget. It's not a show. It's not a performance. It doesn't matter if the music doesn't get right. As long as the king is here, he is here. Amen. As long as the king is here, he is here. We may not have the, the musician, but if the king is here, he is the musician. Amen. Amen. We got we in a tent, but as long as the king is here, we in the tabernacle. Amen. 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 We give you praise, God. I just feel like worshiping him. I just feel like honoring him. I just feel like recognizing who he is to me, who he is to y'all. It's not a show. This is not a show. The church, the body of Christ, is not a show. It's the real deal. Amen. Amen. See, thank you, praise team. Thank you so much. God knew you may be seated. God knew. Because I'm out of my element today. Believe it or not. I'm out of my element. 
But how many know when you're with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is in you, you're never out of your element? When you submit and obey, you're never out of your element. So today is going to be a special day. This is a message to women. It's a powerful message. And normally I don't want to talk about this. But before I go in, don't feel sorry for me. Don't feel sorry for me. God has me. Today we celebrate Mother's Day. And my message is the spiritual call of a mother. See, it's a spiritual realm to be a mother. It takes God and only God to really put in a mother what a mother is. It's not what the world says a mother is. It's what God says because God already ordained it. So I never want to talk about Mother's Day, not because I felt sorry for myself, because people didn't understand what Mother's Day is. Yes, it's a day of celebration. Yes, it's a day of honor our mother. I honor my mother, my grandmother, all the women that, that was in me. I honor them. Notice I said all the women that's in me because it took a lot of women to birth this woman of God. So today, we just celebrate you women, mothers, daughters, sisters, because God is in us. Amen. The spiritual call of a mother, Proverbs 31:20 says, her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Today is Mother's Day. Mother's Day is a billion dollar business. Everywhere there's rows of flowers and special gifts to buy our mothers. Mother's Day is like, retails make a killing on Mother's Day. Restaurants don't like Mother's Day. Because they say, all of a sudden, people want to take their mothers out to eat on one day. That's a revelation of a difference. Because they don't want mothers to cook. On one day, y'all get that when y'all go home. <laughs> But just like um, we want to take our time to celebrate our moms, so just like fathers, mothers are special gifts to God, from God. When I thought about speaking on Mother's Day, I'm gonna um, go with my notes, but then God, I know the Holy Spirit's gonna take me um, where I need to go. I was gonna talk about building, wisdom builds her house. And let me tell you why I was gonna talk about that, because um, after all, Pastor Pete was talking about wisdom, godly wisdom, so I thought I would piggy bank off of that. But during the past week, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, God started dealing with me about me, about how he saw me, how he see his women. So I normally stay um, away from this topic. It's not because I felt sorry for myself or ashamed or felt disadvantaged, but I never saw God the way he sees a mother. I saw God the way, I saw the motherhood the way the world sees a mother. Revelation of a difference. So I never wanted to talk about it because to be honest with you, the world says that to be a mother, you have to birth, someone has to come out of your womb, right? So I didn't come out, I didn't have somebody come out of my womb. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I don't know. You know, because I heard horror stories, you know, about but then I heard when they come out, they scream, they yell, they whatever. But when they see that precious baby, they're like, oh, it was worth it. So I don't know how that feels. And so people would say stuff to me not to hurt my feelings because they didn't understand women like me. Women like me. And they would say, um, you don't know what it's like to have a child. I don't know what it's like to be, have a birth. Revelation of a difference. I don't know what it's like to have someone come out of me. You understand what I'm saying? So, but God had to show me his perspective of motherhood. I never questioned God about having a child. I'm, I'm 59 years old, but I never questioned God about having a child. I never felt sorry for myself. I never tried to comprehend me not having a, a, a child because I just never did. And I try to comprehend and analyze everything. God has delivered me from that, so thank God for that. 
But I didn't try to comprehend that because I never really wanted, I never asked why. Now when we went on and through it all, me and Pete, we went through everything. We went through in vitro. We was this step away from in vitro and the Holy Spirit said, that's not for you. But we were this step, Lord, you were telling me I can't and God says, that's not for you. So we had people pray for me. Bishop Holcomb prayed for me. Elder Garfield and Sharon, y'all remember y'all prayed for me? We had people from Africa pray for me. Everybody who prayed for me, they had the track record. But guess what? I closed that track record. I messed up their track, track record. We had a man from Africa when we were at United Christian Church. He was anointed for women like me. Who is a woman like me? That's the same time right there. The world says a woman like me. So I didn't, he prayed for me. The anointing was all on him and everything. But whatever reason, he didn't. So we went to one of the best doctors, surgeries, or whomever that person is in, 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 in um, Birmingham. He was the best in the southeast. He did some surgery. He opened me up. He said, in three months, you're going to have a child. He had a, I like to say, he had a 99% rate. So he was so confident. He said, you're going to have a child in three months. Four months went back. We been to him, and God closed everything up. I never felt sorry for me. We tried adoption. We went through 12 weeks of adoption. And we finished with high colors. We had recommendations. Everybody we knew wanted to give us a recommendation. They only needed three. We had like 10 or 12. And we had to cut people off. They would be a good parent. They would be this. They would be that. They would be wonderful. Remember that? And God, the lady who was with our case, she lost our case, our file. How do you lose a file when a parent want to adopt, when you're looking for parents to adopt? How do you lose that file? And then when we returned to her, she never submitted it. The only reason I felt sad, I never had self-pity, but I did feel sad because the woman in me loved my husband so much, I, I felt like I couldn't give him what he desired. That's, that's major. But my husband loved me so much, he said, baby, long as I have you, so God had to give me someone to handle this gift. But it never happened, and, and I never asked God. So I'm telling you this where I'm leading to you. I'm leading to where God is leading me to tell you motherhood is a gift from God. God looks in the spiritual realm where we look in the natural realm, just like a man can have a baby. A man can do stuff to make a baby, because we may have children. But a man can't be a dad. All men can't be daddies. All men are not fathers. Revelation of a difference. A woman, just like a woman, a woman can lay down, give birth. Do you understand? It comes out of her womb. That being comes out, and it's a child. It's a, it's a, it's a human being. But all women can't be mommies or daddies. So it's like this, your child is, um, every woman who gives birth is not always a mother. It takes a special woman to be a mother in the spiritual because that's where birth takes place first in the spiritual. Birth takes place first in the spiritual. And Jeremiah 1 and 5, it says, Jeremiah 1 and 5, it says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee to be a prophet. I ordained, I ordained you to be what I called you to be before you got into your mother and father got together. I ordained you, and I already knew what you were supposed to be and who you were supposed to be. But I needed a man and a woman to get you out here to be who I called you to be. In the Living Bible, it says, I knew you before you were formed in the belly of a, mom, a, a, a womb. You. I created you. I brought life into you. So I sanctified you and I appointed you to be my spokesperson. So God says in his word, before I was born, he knew Fanny. He knew me. He knew my parents. He knew who my parents would be, Sylvia and Billy. He knew they would be my parents. He knew that. I knew who, God said, I knew your parents. I even knew when you were coming into this earth, 1964, the season and time. No matter how you came into the 
earth, no matter how you came into the earth, you could be a single father, mother, or whatever. You could come through a lot of other areas, unfortunately even rape. But how you came to the earth, God allowed you to come to the earth because you had a purpose to be in this earth. You had a purpose to be in this earth. So God allowed you to be there. I used to look at my life and not having a child, not as a disadvantage and not even in a void, but I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand that it's a gift from God because in the natural, people felt sorry for me today. <laughs> and people like me, but who is people like me? Well, who is people like me? Go ahead now. It's gift of spiritual motherhood. In the natural, it's barrenness. They say I'm barren. <laughs> but God doesn't see me or people who he doesn't allow as barren. He doesn't see me as an incomplete or half a woman. He don't see women like me as the world see women like me. What if God tells you, if you're a woman, we're talking about the women, that I love you so much, but on this earth, because I know you, you're not gonna get married. You're not going to have a husband because I, I set you apart for something else. And children and husband, because y'all know women know, a husband is a lot of work. Let the church say amen. Okay? A husband is a lot of work. So sometimes if people say I don't have a child, I'll leave that at home right there. Because a husband is a lot of work. Can you find this? Can you find this? But it's right there, but can you find it? Can you find it? But it's right there, but I don't see it, but it's right here. It's right here, it's right here, but I don't see it. Do you know where this is? Can you order this? Can you order this? But you have a phone, you have a phone. Why can't you order it? A husband is a lot of work. Did you cook dinner? You sit down. Yeah, I cooked dinner after I came home from work, after I did all of this. Yeah, I'm going to cook dinner because a husband is a lot of work. So he may not need that woman to be a, a wife because that's a special anointing for a wife. You understand? That's a special anointing. Every woman ain't called to be a wife. Now, the woman can lay in the bed, but she ain't a wife. It's a revelation of a difference. A revelation of a difference. Because a man don't want a woman, he wants a wife. So what if God says you can't have a husband? Will you be okay with that? What if God says you can't have this career? I have something better than you. Do you think Fanny wanted to be preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ? Do you think Fanny wanted to be a pastor's wife? Do you really think that? No. I didn't. Mariah, Madison, I wanted to be a lawyer and a politician. That's it. I wanted to get married just to wear the colors. I think that's why our marriage is really good. Because I never wanted to be a wife. I didn't comprehend that. But when God says, Fan, I took my LSAT. I did well. I was about to go into the Army JAG program. That's law school. And God says, Fanny, you can't go there. I'm like, wait a minute. What's up, Lord? All I wanted to do was be a lawyer and a politician. Even now when I go into the courthouse, that spirit comes on me, and I get like Fanny in the flesh. <laughs> I'm a civil rights activist. I am. I would have marched with Martin Luther King. I probably would have tried to take over. You know? Y'all got to know me. So God says, Fanny, that's not good for you. You would have been good at it, but that's not good for you. So what happens when God say that you can't be that? See, my mother was a nurturer, and her family looked down on her, but she raised five kids. April, Troy, Fanny, Lisa, and Craig. We are called the Turner Five. My mother nurtured us. She nurtures us. You see, a woman can lay down and have a baby, but like I said, can a mother is a nurturer. A mother is a nurturer. It's a revelation of a difference. My mother was a single mother, but she was married. She was married, but my father left. Did we lack anything? I don't know. Because she nurtured us so well, we didn't see our lack. All right, all she right. gave us what we needed that we didn't see our lack. On, we got clothes four times a, day, a year, not every other Saturday, not every other day. We got clothes four times a year, Christmas, Easter, 4th of July, 
that's all we got clothes for. We didn't get clothes every time we wanted it. We got clothes four times a year. On, on 4th of July, we dressed up in red, white, and blue because my mother was very patriotic. So if you come over Pete and Fanny house on 4th of July, we're going to be in red, white, and blue. Because my mother taught me how to look at my country. Rather, my country is what they are. It doesn't matter. I got to see it from God's perspective. On Christmas, my mother got the Christmas tree on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve, they got the Christmas tree on, we got the Christmas tree on. So she huddled us all around and we did the Christmas tree on Christmas Eve. But I didn't understand that. So when me and Pete got married, I said, we can't get our Christmas tree until Christmas Eve. We can't put it up. But my mother told me the reason why we got our Christmas tree at Christmas Eve, she couldn't afford the Christmas tree until it got cheap. But she didn't let us know that what she did, she nurtured us. And at that moment, she didn't tell us how much money she had or what she didn't have. She nurtures us. And on Christmas Eve, we all sat around listening to Motown songs decorating the tree. She did. Now, my father, my father was different. My father was a, my biological father. Listen to what I'm saying, revelation of a difference. My father knew he wasn't a dad or a daddy. And I never understood that until God showed me that this week. I have to, I love my father. He, the, he was the man God used, my fa biological father, God used to bring me into earth. My mother was the nurturer. But my father knew who he wasn't. Listen. And so he said, don't call me daddy, call me Billy. So from the day he we, we understood to the day he died, my father's name was Billy. I couldn't call him daddy and I couldn't call him father because he didn't father me. Did I lack from anything? It's a revelation of difference because God had fathers in the earth and mothers in the earth that fathered me where my father who, who, who brought me in the earth couldn't do it. So he had my grandfather, he had my father-in-law, he had Major Bozeman, he had all these men, Apostle, Bishop Hope, all these men that fathered me. So did I lose anything? Because my mother nurtured me. She taught me manners. She taught me how to get along. She taught me how to speak, say yes ma'am, no ma'am. She slapped me when I wasn't right because my mouth was smart. But she nurtured me because she was doing what a mother's supposed to do. So I didn't understand that. But what we say, what the world wants to say, well, I don't want to. It's a difference between spanking and beating. Revelation of a difference. We, we, we say, um, well, I don't want to teach my child like that because I don't want to go through what I had to go through. I didn't, I, I didn't have a lot of stuff when I grew up. Baby, you didn't have a lot of stuff, but you had the stuff that sticks. You had a foundation. You want your child to have all the fun things, but God's like saying, I'm not interested in all of that. Yeah, they can be dressed to the nines, but if they don't know who I am and who they are, it's all a matter of a difference. They taught, my mother and this, that generation taught us work ethics. Now, I'm not gonna say this, but I, I'm not gonna say it in a bad way, but now today kids don't wanna work. But my, that generation of mothers and fathers, they didn't have that much, but they taught us to work. The Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. Now, how in the world that people go don't work and they still eating? And the thing about it, they not just eating. They going to DoorDash and getting what they want to do. Somebody paying that bill, but it ain't them. So are they mothers or they just, you know? So just because, so let me talk. This is what God said me. This is what God showed me about me, about women. In Genesis 2 and 18, God says, then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper who is just right for him. A helper. And Adam and Eve were designed to complement each other and work together. For it was not good for man to be alone. It was created as part from Adam to be a helper, suitable to Adam, to her husband. We are to be suitable to our husband. And that suitable means if you have to raise children, you raise children. But it's not the traditions of the world where you're barefoot and pregnant. That's the traditions of the world. That's a lie from the pits of hell. It means to make that man be all God called him to be, to pray for him when he is going this way and that way. It means to be with him and respect him, not call him out. That's a suitable.
me because God said be, be multiply and replenish the earth, right? Amen. So that's what God, so that God created them in God's image. Genesis 1 and 27, God created them in his image. But listen, God said it's not good for man to be alone. So he put, listen ladies, he put man to sleep. Come on, man. He put man to sleep. So listen, oh my God, thank you, Holy Spirit. So when your husband is asleep or when your children are asleep, that's when you and God can have a conversation. That's when you and God can have a say. See, it, 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 God brought Adam Eve out of Adam. But God, listen, didn't allow Adam to be awoke when he created the woman or he made woman because it was between God and woman. So when you go on a muck and your house is not alone and your husband is asleep, sometimes, lady, hear what I'm saying. You need to put your husband to sleep. Y'all get that when y'all go home. And then you can have a conversation with God. I believe when God was with women, woman, he was talking to the woman. He was putting something special in the woman. His nurturing ways, his love and compassion for mankind. Women have a special quality about ourselves. We have a spiritual discernment. We can see stuff. And sometimes our husbands don't understand. It's not us that we see, and it's what God is showing us. I remember this man of God saying, my son is okay, but the woman, his wife said, something ain't right. He did something, and he did do something. But the man said, no, he didn't. So the, the woman kept telling him, you need to fix this, you need to fix this. And the, the little boy stole some shoes. But the woman, the mother, and the little boy could see that. Because that's our job. Because God put us in there. When God made um, men and women in his image, he gifted women with a peculiar way of showcasing his image. Women like God have the gift of unconditional love. Y'all know if Pookie and Mookie and all of them don't do right, no matter what they do, you love them because it's an unconditional love. It's the love that like y'all like the Father, right? But then God says in Genesis 1 and 20, Genesis 1, 26 to 28, listen, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created male and female. He created them. Then God said, God, then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and every other living thing that moves on the earth. Man couldn't do it by himself. He needed a warm man. He needed a warm man. Man can't do it by himself. Husbands is not a sin. You can't do it by yourselves, okay? He needed a woman. The woman had the womb. He couldn't replenish the earth without a womb. So to get the person to the earth, he needed a male and a female. The female had to have a womb, and the male had to do what he had to do to do it. He needed a male and a female. Listen to what I said. He needed a male and a female to get the body on earth. He didn't need right then a mommy and a daddy. He needed a male and a female. But he made us to be in his image, a mommy and a daddy. Amen. But to get into the earth, he needed a willing vessel. A willing vessel. You see, God showed me this. God is not our biological father. But he's not. He became, but he became our father when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So guess what he did? He adopted us. He adopted us into his kingdom. We are heirs, so everything Jesus has, we have. And now we can call to God, listen, biological father, yes, you are my biological father, but you didn't father me. You're by my biological mother, but you didn't father me, mother me. But God wasn't our biological father, but he is our father. And so now we can call him our father, which is, come on, daddy. So you understand God is our daddy. He's 
about daddy. And he gave women the attributes to be a mother, and he gave men the attributes to be a father. Now, whether they do it or not, that's on them, but he put it in us. He put it in us to be mothers and fathers and to replenish the earth. So when it comes to birth and the motherhood, we look at it in a natural perspective, in a religious mindset, but God doesn't see motherhood or fatherhood, but motherhood today in the natural. He sees it that I brought this person on earth to do what I called them to do because I formed them, I know them, and I already appointed them. So what you have to do is make him look like me on the earth. That's the bottom line up front. The kicker is, he said, let us make man in our image. So when he was saying all that, be fruitful, multiply, all of that, he was saying, this is what I am, so this is what they are to be. Right. Yeah, yeah, man. This is who I am, this is who they are to be right, yeah. on this earth. Amen. The Hebrew word for image of God is Zalem Elohim. And that's how you pronounce it, Zalem Elohim. T-Z-E-L-E-M. Zelem is most likely from the root of shadow. And so we are to be like shadows of God cast in the earth. When they see us, they should see him. When they see us, they should see us. So God is looking for his image on earth. So where did this come from with a mother? See, a mother, as in the spiritual realm, is a nurturer because God is a nurturer. He nurtures us. When we do bad, because of grace, he doesn't yell at us and he doesn't do what he did for us in the Old Testament. He loves us unconditionally. He forgives us. So that's what a mother, she nurtures, she nurtures, she nurtures. It's not about making the child look cute and taking all the pictures. That's fine. But baby, nurturing means you put in him what he's supposed to do. The child may say, but I want to be a TikTok movie star. The mother said, oh, that will destroy you. So what she does, she nurtures him. But she, what she does, she doesn't knock that gift. She doesn't cast down that person. What she does, she nurtures him. Baby, God got something better for you. But how she does it, she starts praying. She starts teaching him, him or her what God called him to be. She teach him values and morals, how to respect the elderly, how to pray, overcome obstacles. Can our kids even overcome stuff now? Because we're not teaching them because God is like, I need a nurturer on the earth to get to these people what they need to be. A nurturer nurtures a child. I like when um, Elder Gar Garfield Sharon was telling about something about her daughter and she said she had to make a decision. And that decision was, it could have looked bad, but when she did it for her daughter in school, she made the decision and she made the right decision because she understood her daughter. So she nurtured her daughter. She said, this may be hard in the beginning, but right now it's gonna be better for your good when you do that because I know where you're going. Yeah. But, she, but sometimes parent will say, yeah, um, a mother will say, well, yeah, well, Sally does it, mommy, um, a parent, child will say, well, Sally does it, Susie does it, whatever, Takika do it or whatever like that. And so we allow our children to manipulate us instead of us being the parent because nowhere in the Bible it says the parents are the children's friends. Nowhere in the Bible that your children need to like you. Where does it say your children have to like you? Tell me in the word where it says your children have to like you. It doesn't. Because sometimes if you're a good mom, your children ain't going to like you. The moment I said, I hate you, mommy, I didn't mean that. But she didn't let me go out with that boy. And the girl who went out with that boy, she got pregnant. Because the boy was fine. She didn't let me go to the club. But I wanted to. I remember when Nunu came down here, see a nurturer can nurture a spirit in that child and he can change it. When Nunu came down here, Nunu went from here to there. And I'm like, oh, Nunu, she's a teenager. She got things that she didn't have before. And so she put on something that me and Nunu had this big argument. I said, you cannot wear this. We went off and on. And she was crying and I was crying and Pete was like, what in the world is going on in my house? And I told Nunu, you can't do that. You can't wear that. And all of a sudden, 
Madison came, knocking on the door. And I was like, I almost cried. I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, because I was looking at her in the world perspective. Madison came. I said, Nunu can't come, go. Madison came. Can I talk to Nunu? This and me. Nunu can't go. <laughs> Can I talk to Nunu? I don't care. I was that fed up. I wasn't being a nurturer. <sighs> they talked for, I don't know, 10 minutes. Nunu changed the clothes and she went out. All it took was someone that understood where Nunu was at that time. But I wasn't looking at it that way. And that's what a mom does. All it takes is a mom seeing where that child is, not knocking that child where she is, but seeing where that child is. That's all it took. And God, had, I had a conversation with God. He said, you're not gonna win her over by yelling at her family. You're gonna win her over by your love for her. And then what he told me, he said, remember when you wore the short shorts? Remember when you were rebellious? Remember when you did wore something that wasn't holy and righteous? I could have said I don't remember. <laughs> but I did. I couldn't lie. And then three months later, um, two before she left, Nunu gave her life to Jesus. Because after that, it took it took Madison to show me what I was missing. And then a nurturer. Um, a nurturer, a mom. See, a mother in the spiritual knows that that child doesn't belong to her. Mary knew when Jesus was born what he was called to do. He was called to die, hang on a cross, and die for us. She knew before he, she, 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 she carried him, but she said, nevertheless, Lord, let thy will be done. God pretty much said, this is what's going to happen. But she knew, because remember, God knew who he, the person is before they come on earth. Yeah. So Mary, no matter how much a mother she is, she was a, a nurturer first. She knew that she had to release him to God. She couldn't hang on to him. She couldn't enable him. Enable him. She had to release him one day to God because that's why he was born to be an image of God, to do what God called him to do. That's why. So she didn't hold on to him and said, I'm your mother. I can I brought you in, I can take you out. No, baby, you can't take him out. Only God can. But a nurturer mother can know that it's time for me to let the bird fly. The mother bird lets the babies fly. You can't hang in the nest no longer. I can't feed you when you're 30, 40, 60, 80 years old. I got to release you. Yeah, you're going to fall. You're going to get boo-boos. And I'm not going to kiss the boo-boos like I did when you were 10. But now you're 30 years old, baby. You're going to have to fall. And the one who's going to catch you is your heavenly father, which is God. But that's what a nurturer does. They release the baby back to him because he needs the baby, the child, and the earth to represent who he is, not who we want them to be. Yes, you may want to be a lawyer, a doctor, or a politician, but God says, baby, on this earth and this season, you're not going to be that. You're going to be who I call you to be. That's all. So you can't hang on to that child when that child is ready to go. It's not your responsibility to keep that child, but he's my baby. But he's God's man. He's God's woman. He's no longer a child. So a mother is a gift from God, a spiritual realm, where she teaches that child about God. She teaches that child about praying. She teaches that child how to kneel. She teaches that child how to know Jesus and call Jesus for himself. Because when it comes time for you to know who, uh, in a situation, you can't call mommy. You can't call grandmother. You got to call and know Jesus for yourself because only Jesus is going to heal you. Only Jesus is going to deliver you. Your mother was supposed to take care of you back then. So when you get right here, you already know what you need to know and do what you need to do. So whatever he put you on this earth to do, you are being who he called and created you to be. That's the bottom line of fun. So a mother is a nurture. It's a gift from God. Don't get it twisted. In the 
is a Mother's Day because every day you were supposed to nurture that child. It's sacrificial. My mother couldn't work. My mother couldn't work. I didn't understand it, but she was on social services. We grew up on welfare. We called it welfare, food stamps. But she, she had to stay home with five kids because down the, down the block was the hood. So she had to make a decision. And she stayed home with her. But every time we came home, my mother was there. But if you gotta work, there's no twisted in it. But she didn't have a man. She didn't have a father. So don't be in bondage if you're working. Because you can work, and you work. But you still nurture that child. That's the revelation of a difference. That's all that is. Nobody put you in bondage. Don't put me in bondage on Mother's Day no more. And I'm not referring to y'all. I'm not. God, our purpose on this earth, however we come, is to nurture our children. So guess what? So you got a daughter, a woman who has a baby, and she don't know how to be a mother because nobody mothered her. Nobody mothered her. A baby, they say, I don't know, but they say a baby can find a mother's love right then and there. Either a mother's gonna, the baby's gonna cling on to that mother or the baby not gonna cling on to that mother. Because something, sometimes a, a woman that has a baby, they never been mothered, they never been loved, so they don't know how to give that baby love. They don't know how to mother, they don't know how to nurture that baby. So, is barrenness a, a, a curse? Is barrenness a curse? No. Because all of us are barren in some area in our lives. All of us. How can I be a, a curse when God says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made? How can I be inadequate just because I couldn't bring a baby, a child? Let me tell you what I am and what women like me. And, and just because you're not married, that doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. You can't find a man. No, God is your man. And until he gives you a man, you a hunter. Until he gives you a husband, let him be your man. And if he doesn't give you a husband, praise God. Praise God. So God said, who I am. The world wanted me to feel bad or shame. The funny thing about it, I never did. Y'all know me. Nothing really, a lot of stuff don't faze me. There's certain things that faze me, but certain things don't, and I thank God for that. But I never wanted to talk about this because I never understood my role in, on this day or on the earth. So the women who don't know how to be mothers, and we talk about them. She, she shouldn't wear her pants up this high. She shouldn't, her mother never told her how to put her pants down. Back in the day, the mother said, you know, keep it closed. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, they said keep it closed. And, and, and sometimes we did and sometimes we didn't, you know. <laughs> but we were told. See, sometimes get up, get the child off of TikTok, social media. New New got one point million seven likes on TikTok. How in the world can a fifteen year old have all those likes? But you understand, nurturing. She has a village. She just not only have a mother. She has aunts and she has grandmothers and everything, great aunts and stuff who nurturing her to be all she could be, not letting her fall. The women who don't know how to be a mom, who don't know how to love a child, that's all women are, called, are created, not all, but that's what we are created for. We are created to bring a baby or a child into the image of his image. We are to show the world him through our children, through, through, through our daughters. A teacher is a nurturer. A nurse is a nurturer. All the women who, who build up a child, they are nurturers. They're called in the spiritual room a mother. They're mothering their child. So guess what? Because that woman don't know how to um, mother a child, that's where I come in. 
That's where I come in. Fanny, I'm not going to give you your own, but I'm going to give you so many that you're going to be able to pour into what your mother poured into you. You're going to be able to pour into them. And that's what it is all about. And then the village comes in. See, we forgot about the village. It takes a village to raise a child. Well, baby, I'm part of the village. I'm part of the village. I'm part of the village in the spiritual room. God doesn't see me as broken or whatever. He sees me as a, a vessel that's going to nurture a child and to be who he called them to be. That's the bottom line up front. So women, we are called to nurture. We are called to be. We are called to be helpmeets. We are called to be mothers. We are called to be whatever God has put us in earth because he told us to be fruitful and multiply. He wanted us to multiply this, this, this. So your child will multiply him, her. Your child will multiply her. So all of a sudden that, that line right there is full of people that look like God in your family. Your grandmother looks like God. Your mother looks like God. Everybody in your family looks like God because somebody in the family nurtured her. And then when they didn't need nurturing, they called somebody like me. Okay, I got it. I got the village. I'm part of that village. I'm part of that motherhood. I'm part of it. I'm part of it. I can hug you. What you need, baby? Well, I don't have. Let me, let me, let me talk to Pete. We're going to make sure you have because sometimes young girls need to have something pretty. Women do too. That's what it's all about. So today, Mother's Day, we celebrate mothers. We celebrate women. Because all women have the capacity to be a mother in the spiritual realm. But it takes God and God only to teach us how to be a mother. It takes God and God only. Not the world. Not the world. Not the world. But God. It takes us to getting on our knees and, and, and asking the Holy Spirit, how do I deal with this girl who doesn't want to wear hot pants? And I, I can't lie because I wore hot pants. How do I deal with this girl who like boys all of a sudden and, and, and they liking her? Sometimes you got to let them date them. But then the mother in you, the nurturer in you, will let you know how to deal with them. So I say happy Mother's Day. I say happy Mother's Day because all of us, we're a village. And this church, the women, we're a village. And our job is to make every child look like Jesus. That's the bottom line up front. Every child, when they go out, they're the leaders and not the followers. They're the ones in charge and not that. And then when they, when they go out, they, they got Jesus with them, the Holy Spirit with them, all of them with them. So they're they going to be successful wherever they go. Wherever they go, Jesus got them. The, the front, the back, whatever he needs, he got it because somewhere down the line, the mother taught that child about Jesus, the wise woman. That's why it's not fair for a child not to go to church. Because it's already a lost cause if that child doesn't know who Jesus is. It's not fair for that child because they're not going to look at Jesus. They're going to look at what the world said they are. Instead of what Jesus said who he is or who she is. It's not fair. But that's where the village comes in. I just praise you, God, that we are images of you. Our mothers, some of you didn't have a mother to mother you or to love you. It wasn't her fault. It wasn't her fault. She didn't know how because she wasn't taught. So don't hold it against her anymore. But God put women in your life to mother you, to love you, to hold you, to make you, when you need to cry, so that's what a mother is, a love that only God put in her. It's unconditional. It's, it's sacrificial. It's beautiful. So if you never had a mother's love, even if you're adopted, don't look at it as someone gave you up. Look at it as someone loved you enough and knew they couldn't do but God put something in you or someone to connected to you to, to love you the way you need to love because you're not an accident. 
A child, no child is an accident from God. He allows them to come on earth for such a time as this. But before you came on earth, he knew you. He created you. He called you. He appointed you. And you are to be his image on the earth. So we thank you, God, for the mothers. We thank you that you're teaching us every day to be a village. We take back, and no longer will we allow the world to deal with our kids or raise our kids. We got a village. We got a village of mighty women of God who love you. Now pour in us what we need to become mothers to our children. If you just need prayer, if you're just tired, sometimes we're tired, we take on hats that doesn't belong to us. God never told us to take on these hats, but we do because the world told us that we're superwoman. But current clock, current, would you come said, I'm not your superwoman, but we still don't understand that. But when we're doing what God calls us to do, we are living the best life because he is putting him in us. And when your husband's asleep, when your children are asleep, that's when we have a conversation with God. And God will tell us how to raise that child. Because that's what it's all about. Making him seen on this earth. God, we praise you. We thank you. Amen. Amen. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Thank you for spending time listening to the Word of God. We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Life Christian Church Podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you and have a safe and prosperous week.